Our readings tonight, as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, focus on that image that Jesus coming into the world is as the light coming into the world. And so especially in the Old, uh, Old Testament reading and the Epistle reading, you will hear that imagery of the light being used as that good news of Jesus, our Savior, coming to this world. The Old Testament reading from Isaiah chapter 9. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle, tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of our Lord. The epistle reading from 1 John chapter 1 uh, talks about the fellowship we have with that light, which is Jesus. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is the word of our Lord, the Christmas Gospel the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the second chapter. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. 
But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and the actions of our lives be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We heard that prophecy in our Old Testament reading tonight. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And even tonight, that prophecy rings true. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. See, light isn't supposed to shine in the darkness. Except it did. It did in the genesis of creation. God said, let there be light, and there was light, light that shone. And God separated the light from the darkness. The light he called day and the darkness he called night. God invented time. He gave us the way to mark our days and our nights. And in that act of God create God's creation, he said that it was good. Until it wasn't. See, it was in the light of day that Adam and Eve pursued the darkness of evil. And they tried to use darkness to cover their sin. That beautiful couple, Adam and Eve, after they disobeyed God, they looked at one another and they were ashamed of what they saw. And so they tried to cover with darkness, with the darkness of leaves, what they saw before themselves. They tried to cover their shame. They tried to conceal themselves, not just from one another, but even from God himself. They hid from God. They ran into the darkness. They ran into the shadows of God's creation to try to hide until that light shone. See, the light isn't supposed to shine in the darkness, except it did. It did when God came walking through that garden. The light shone when God came looking for Adam and Eve. God knew what happened, but he called. He called out to Adam and Eve. He asked them, even though he knew what was wrong, he pursued them, even though they hid. 
Adam and Eve ran from God. In their sin, they ran away. But God walked, walked through that garden, and he pursued them. He followed them until he found them. And what did God do? He removed that darkness. He removed the covering that they had put on themselves. He took away that old skin, and he gave them a new kind of skin, a skin that would last much longer. And in so doing, God redeemed the day. He brought that light back to them. God redeemed those relationships, the relationships that the people had with one another, but also the relationship that they had with him. They tried to run, but it would do no good because God, that light, had come, had come to take away all of their darkness. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. You see, the light isn't supposed to shine in the darkness, except it did. It did in the exodus of the people's escape. See, darkness can be good to hide yourself when you want to try to escape notice, but darkness can also be a good way to get out of town. The Israelites were held in bondage in Egypt for over 400 years. They were slaves. But God was now delivering his people. Under the cover of darkness, God freed them. He brought a plague of darkness, a plague of death upon the Egyptians. But God spared his people. He spared his people so they could walk right out of Egypt. Except it wasn't quite that easy. For as they left under the cover of darkness, they found that they were quickly pursued by hundreds of Pharaoh's chariots. And as they walked, they thought that deliverance that they once knew was being taken away. Instead, they were walking to their death. Light isn't supposed to shine in darkness, except it did. It did when God came and rescued his people from those gloomy graves that they saw as their future. Through Moses and through Aaron, God spoke to his people. He let them know that he was leading them, that there was a future, that there was a hope. It would not be darkness for them. It would not be death. God was going to guide them. God was going to protect them. And so he protected them both with darkness and light. He protected them by that cloud during the day. And by that pillar of fire, he would guide them during the night. And so God led his people. He led his people out of Egypt, but still Pharaoh's army pursued. But victory would not belong to the Egyptians. Victory belonged to God. And so he sent that cloud, that darkness behind the Israelites, behind the people. He stopped the pursuit of the Egyptians. And then in front of them, God shone that light, that pillar of fire to guide them through the Red Sea into the land that he would give them. And so those Israelites learned to walk not in the darkness, 
but by the light of their God. But the people who walked in darkness, they've seen a great light. See, the light isn't supposed to shine in the darkness. Except it did. It did in the fullness of time. See, God fulfilled his promise. He brought those people, his people, the Israelites, to their own land. A land of plenty. A land of great harvest. A land of peace and prosperity. But the people again chose the darkness. They again chose the wickedness of their own ways. And so a new darkness came, a time of silence. For over 400 years, God did not send a prophet to his people. The voice of God was not heard. But then when the time came, what difference would it have made? See, over that span of time, the people had a kingdom. They lost it. They regained it and they lost it again. And now governors, kings, priests, who were they? What were they? Even if the light of God would have shone on them, they wouldn't have paid attention. They would have turned aside into the darkness even if God would have spoke to them, they would have closed their ears. And so God did a new thing. There outside that little town of Bethlehem, shepherds. Shepherds were out in the field, in the middle of the night, in the darkness of night. A great light shone. And these shepherds, they couldn't even walk. They were scared, senseless. They didn't know what to do. But that light, that light that shone on them was the light of God. You see, the light, it's not supposed to shine in the darkness. Except it did. It did when God became man. See, the light of God shone on those shepherds in the field as the angel came to bring them a message of good news, of joyful news, that today a Savior is born. A Savior is born not just for them, but for all people. See, the glory of the Lord shone in the sky bright that evening to those shepherds. But as the angel told them about the joy that had come, they learned that that joy was not just for them. That joy was a joy that would be divided and multiplied as God would use that message, that message that a promise was now fulfilled, that hope was now restored, that God had now come down to earth to bring faith to more and more people. See, God had put forth in that manger there in Bethlehem his own son. He would be the prince of peace. He would be a king who would rule on a throne forever. His kingdom would never end. And Jesus, Jesus, that little baby, would grow up 
to put forth his own arms on a cross. And he would bow his head in silence. He would give up his own life to fulfill that angelic proclamation. Jesus would die for our sins. That is how he would be a savior. That is how he would fulfill his heavenly father's mission. And in doing that, Jesus silenced that evil foe. And he did it all one Friday afternoon in the middle of the day when the light should have shone, but instead there was darkness. As darkness covered the earth, the light of God, the glory of God was revealed once and for all, for this is our salvation. The people of God, we've walked in darkness but we have seen a great light. See, you and I, we are born walking in darkness, in the darkness of sin, in the darkness of a broken creation. And you and I, we use darkness to conceal our own sin, to cover up our own shame, to hide our past from ourselves, from each other, and yes, sometimes even from God himself. The devil knows what his job is. His job is to bring us to that darkness, to the darkness of our own sin and to keep us there, to use our sin to bind us, to bind us into the shadows so that we would never see the light of day again. But tonight... You can't leave this place thinking that God has walked back any of those promises that he has made. You can't leave this place thinking that God is silent. See, light, it's not supposed to shine in darkness, except Jesus shows us that it does. Jesus is that sun that Son of God, that Son of Man born to us. Unto us a child is born, unto us a Son is given. Jesus is the fulfillment of that great promise. Jesus is the light that has come into the world, the light that shines in the darkness, in the darkness of sin, in the darkness of death, in the darkness of sickness, of pandemic of tears, of doubts, of frustrations. Jesus is that light that shines. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's great plan of salvation. And Jesus, we don't just celebrate his birth tonight as some event that happened 2,000 years ago. It's not just that Jesus came. It's that Jesus still comes. It's that Jesus still speaks. It is that Jesus still accomplishes that salvation in your life and my life today. It's Jesus who has joined us to himself in our baptisms. He has stolen us out of the darkness. He has stolen us from the multitude of unbelievers, and he has given us faith, 
faith in him and in his great plan of salvation. It is Jesus who has taken away that darkness that we have used to cover ourselves. And he has given us a new kind of clothing. Jesus clothes us with himself, with his righteousness. He takes away our sin. He takes away our shame. He takes away our guilt. And he gives us holiness and righteousness, something that doesn't belong to us. But Jesus still guides us. He still protects us. When Satan tries to taunt you with your sin, when he tries to bring that guilt into your life, those burdens that weigh you down, Jesus doesn't let the past hold you. He releases you from it. And he guides you into a new future. He gives you the gift of his Holy Spirit. And through his word, that word is a light unto your path, a lamp unto your feet. Jesus guides you through this life. And he feeds you and he nourishes you through his holy meal. Jesus leaves nothing to accident. He does not leave you alone. He does not leave you in the shadow. He does not leave you without hope. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For the light of the world has come. That light shines in the darkness. It shines in the darkness of our world, but it shines in the darkness of our own hearts. Tonight, you have come to celebrate the birth of Jesus, your Savior. You have come to celebrate the fact that the light of the world has come into this world of darkness. And so rejoice. Rejoice in that good news because it is for you and it is for all people. And so that light which you have come to celebrate, it now shines in your hearts through that faith that you have in him. So walk in that light. Walk in his light forevermore. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, who is your Lord and risen Savior. Amen.